Number 050323, a rendering of each of six episodes. Episode number one, A Year with the Church Fathers. Find the temple in your heart. When the Epistle of Barnabas was written, the Temple of Jerusalem, the center of the worship of God for a thousand years, had been destroyed, never to be rebuilt. But there is still a temple of God, says Barnabas. Is there still a temple of God? There is, where he himself declared he would make and complete it. Learn, then, how it will be built in the name of the Lord. Before we believed in God, the dwelling of our heart was corrupt and weak, just like a temple made with hands. It was full of idolatry and was a dwelling for demons because we did what was opposed to God. But now it will be built in the name of the Lord so that the temple of the Lord may be built in glory. How? Learn. Since we have received the forgiveness of sins and put our trust in the name of the Lord, we have become new creatures remade from the beginning. So now the dwelling of God is really inside us. How? His word of faith, his calling of promise, the wisdom of the laws, the commands of the teaching, God himself prophesying in us, dwelling in us, opening to us who were slaves to death the doors of the temple, that is, the mouth. By giving to repentance, he brought us into the incorruptible temple. This is the spiritual temple built for the Lord, Epistle of Barnabas. 16. In God's presence, consider, have I made my heart a suitable dwelling place for God, or do I have a bit of cleaning up to do? Closing prayer. Father, cleanse my heart from every kind of pollution. Drive all unholy thoughts away from me, and sanctify my soul and my mind. Episode number two, Through the Year with Thomas Merton. The Deadly Game. Lanza del Vasto noted a deep connection between play and war, even before the game's theory and nuclear war strategy became particularly identified. In our society, everything, in fact, is a game. But if everything is a game, then everything leads to war. Play is aimless and yet multiplies obstacles so that the aim, which in fact does not exist, cannot be attained by the opponent. For instance, getting a ball in the hole. War is caused by similar aimless aims. Not by anger, not by real need. War is a game of the powerful or of whole collectivities devoted to self-assertion. It is the general great public vice that consists in playing with the lives of other men. War plays with life and death and does so magnificently. Everybody becomes involved. Everybody has to live or die so that the other side may not get a ball in the hole. But the real excitement of the game comes from the suspension of conscience. In all play, one has to prescind from the real conditions, conjectures of a guilty bystander. Episode number three, Magnificat, March. 2023, Volume 24, Number 13, Item Number 1, A Reading from the Gospel According to Matthew, Chapter 17, Verses 1 through 9. Jesus took Peter, 
James and John, his brother, and led them up a mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that you were here. If you wish, I will make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one there, no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Meditation of the Day, item number two. This is my beloved Son. When the apostles heard this magnificent sound, they fell on their faces, submitting to the voice that had sounded from on high, and they were extremely afraid. Perhaps it was because of their previous unbelief when they realized that they were thinking in a way opposed to the good pleasure of the Father by trying to prevent the death of the Son, through which salvation was being prepared for all people, according to the ancient plan of the Father. But when they had become terrified and were lying on the ground, Jesus drew near, touched them, and said, Get up, and do not be afraid, for it belongs to no one else to put that panic and fear to flight, but only the Son, who always commands those who draw near to him to take courage. In obedience to his word, they raised their eyes, which had been blared, perhaps by fear, and raising their eyes, they saw only Jesus. This was as far as the mysterious revelation of the kingdom of heaven had advanced. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has risen. But why did he prevent them from disclosing what they had seen? and tell them not to reveal the mystery of the resurrection to anyone. Because it was necessary, first, that the firstborn from the dead should rise, making the resurrection credible by his action. After that, the common resurrection of all would be made known through witnesses. It was necessary, then, for him to command the disciples to keep what they had seen to themselves until the time when he should go ahead of them to defeat death in hand-to-hand -hand combat. After the resurrection of the firstborn from the dead, they spoke out boldly, making public the resurrection of all people and their transformation from clumsy bodies into spiritual ones, teaching everyone that just as Christ, risen from the dead, will not die again and death has no power over him, so he will configure us to his glory and transform our bodies into something spiritual and incorruptible. And if we walk in newness of life, we shall be taken up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord, to whom be glory and strength 
until the ages of ages. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book, number one, two, and three, by Honor Brooks. Golden Nugget number one, inspired by Luke chapter eight, verse 15. And the seed and the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart, and hold it fast, and bear fruit with perseverance. The secret of success is to start from scratch and keep on scratching. Golden nugget number two, 1 Timothy inspired, chapter six, verses six and seven. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. The secret of contentment is the realization that life is a gift, not a right. Nugget number three, inspired by Ecclesiastes, chapter two, verses 18. Yea, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun, because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. No one ever said on their deathbed, I wish I would have spent more time at work. Episode number five, Chesterson Day by Day. Progress should mean that we are always walking towards the new Jerusalem. It does mean that the new Jerusalem is always walking away from us. We are not altering the real to suit the ideal. We are altering the ideal. It is easier. Orthodoxy. Episode number six. Reflection. Why do some people well-educated and baptized as Christians fall away from Christianity and give themselves over to philosophy and pandemic theories, pretending that these are truer than Christianity? They do so for two principal reasons, either because of a totally superficial understanding of Christianity or because of sin. A superficial understanding of Christianity rejects it, and sin flees from Christ as does a criminal from the judge. Superficial and sinful Christians were as often engaged and enraged and infuriated with Christianity as were the pagans. The superficial and culpable find it is more comfortable for them to bathe in the shallow puddle of human thoughts than in the perilous depths of Christ. For those who sincerely follow Christ, he constantly calls them to a greater and greater depth. As he once said to the apostle Peter, launch out into the deep. Luke chapter five, verse four. Saint Mark the aesthetic writes that the law of God is understood in accordance with the fulfillment of the commandments of God. Ignorance compels a person to speak in opposition to that which is beneficial and insolence multiplies vice.